At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonella. Oh, baby, we are off and running in today's edition of Football Full Circle right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Serious Channel 159, Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello in for Ben Stevens talking about the NFL and college football. A lot to get into. We're going to break down some conference odds for the college side. We've got to get into the Steelers signing Minka Fitzpatrick to a long-term deal. But, Rich, I wanted to lead off today with the NIL, right? That's the landscape of college football right now. We see players just making coin. We saw Bryce Young last year sign a deal where in excess of a million dollars to start for the Alabama Crimson Tide. We see C.J. Stroud drive a Bentley. He's driving a Lamborghini. He could change his car every 45 days. And I brought up and saw this on Instagram last night where Michael Vick said, man, if I was playing in the days of NIL, I would be making more money now probably than I did in terms of all of my days in Blacksburg and more importantly in the Eagles, Atlanta, and Pittsburgh respectively. Yeah, it's a strange world that uh, that we're in right now. I, I, I don't think it's going to change. I think it's here to stay. The NCAA uh, dropped the ball on this years ago. Uh, they've shown no leadership in, in corralling it or uh, kind of having some guidelines in terms of the NIL. And, and listen, Joe, I never had a problem with, with student athletes finding a way to get paid. I, I think it's uh, borderline anti-American to say that you have a skill uh, everyone else is profiting. Everyone else is making money, but you can't. I, I thoroughly disagreed with that, but I think we've entered this weird territory of, of pay for play. And, and and Ryan Day even you know sort of intimated about it last week, where he said, you know, I'm going to need 13 million dollars essentially to uh, uh, to populate a roster here at Ohio State. The concept of pay for play, I have a problem with. Uh, capitalizing on your skills, whether it's your name, image, likeness, signatures, uh, camps that you would run. I have no problem with, uh, I'll, I'll take it a step further. I mean, what what is Arch Manning going to command before he decides on, on which school he's going to be playing for? 
That's going to be incredible, right? In, in terms of he was at Alabama over the weekend. He was donning the road whites for the Alabama Crimson Tide, tweeting it out on Twitter and Instagram. Every team that Arch Manning plays for, or at least walks on campus, thinks they actually legitimately have a shot to really lure him in, into campus. We'll see how that plays out. But when you think big picture about NIL, right? When you think about the stars today, Compared to the stars in years past, and obviously now they're just getting their feet wet, they're on campus, we don't know the long-term potential as opposed to some of the great college and NFL stars that really grace the gridiron. But think about these seven names or six names right now, what they might have commanded in terms of the days of NIL. Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson, Michael Vick, Reggie Bush, Brian Bosworth, and Tim Tebow. All of those, what are we talking, if NIL was available when those players played, we could be talking five to ten million back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, in today's dollars, I, I think you're right. Easily seven digits. Um, probably, you know, if Bryce Young is in the low seven digits, I'm thinking mid seven digits for the level of a Herschel, uh, Bo, uh, Tebow. I agree with you. And, you know, here's another thought too, Joe, would love your take on it. Again, this is, this is not a suggestion that student athletes shouldn't be paid. And this is beyond football, basketball, hockey, Olympic sports. If you can capitalize, I have no problem with it. But my question is, is there going to be undue pressure? There's a ton of pressure as it is when you come in as a four-star, five-star, blue chipper. You know, they get younger and younger uh, receiving recognition nationally from the rivals and the two four sevens. But if you're now going in and, and it becomes public knowledge, you know, that you're raking in 1.5 million, 1.75 million, and you're a four-star, five-star quarterback – is that even more pressure uh, amongst your teammates uh, for whoever that, you know, whoever's forking over that cash? Again, I don't have a problem with it, but I certainly hope these these guys, these ladies have a team around them to help manage those expectations because they've never been higher than they are right now. And, and think about this to your point for a second, right? Alabama, Ohio State. Georgia, Clemson, they have those, let's say, teams. They have Mm -hmm. the type of staff and they have, I want to say, the protocol where to handle this type of situation for their star players. But if in lower tier programs, uh, Kansas State, uh, Baylor, right, where where it's not as significant. If the starting quarterback, Blake Chapman, has, let's say, a million dollar deal with Keynes, let's just say, right, Uh, food, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he struggles. And, And, you know, now you just threw $2 million at this kid to step up how does that affect his play and more importantly everything else that goes with it because now it's not just the coaches in terms of the campus now you're dealing with off the field issues that maybe kids weren't used to before they want their money but now you got to deal with the other parameters and repercussions from businesses agents lawyers you know you could get a a residual or or I want to say a drop off in production from that type of standpoint Rich I totally agree. I I think that's where the haves and the have-nots have even more separation. The staffs that you mentioned at the bigger schools, Joe, super important, especially in the area of mental health for these young athletes. Yeah, we're just getting started. When Rich and I get back, we'll talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their conference odds coming up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonella. Going to turn the page here. We left off talking about NIL. We'll dive a little bit later in the program into the college side. We'll break down some conference odds, talk about some teams that potentially could surprise in some of the Power Five conferences. But the news late yesterday into this morning came out of Pittsburgh. Minka Fitzpatrick, the star from Alabama, did get signed to a four-year extension, Rich. At 18.4 per year, I still wish the Miami Dolphins had him. Still don't understand why Brian Flores and the crew shipped his ass to Pittsburgh. But that being Mm. said, I mean, right now, I mean, just one of the best safeties in the game. They lock him up for another four years. If Pittsburgh's going to make a run and more importantly get over their seven and a half win total right now on FanDuel, they're going to need Minka Fitzpatrick to play lights out this year. Thoughts about his extension and whether the Steelers can make some noise in the division. Yeah, really happy for Minka, local kid to us, uh, New Jersey, uh, born and raised, uh, New Brunswick area. Just uh, not just a, a versatile playmaker on the field, but uh, super heady, high football IQ. So much to like about Minka, his entire family. Just a good group of people. So happy that he's getting paid, well deserved, and, and and it fits nicely for this Pittsburgh team heading into the 2022 season. It's a, it's a it's a deep it's a deep division, obviously, with the AFC North. I get it. There's there's a lot of talent. Um, if for some reason we've talked a lot about Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, if he's in there, uh, even more so, it's a tough division. But, you know, there's something about this squad I like. Obviously, starts with Mike Tomlin. Uh, his success throughout his career uh, never finished below 500. It's going to be a, a team that uh, is built around the defense and the running game. And, and I said this to Ben Stevens last week 
when we were talking about the Steelers. I, I know there's some uncertainty at quarterback. I understand that. It's it's the turning of a page. It's the end of an era. But whether it winds up being Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, I just think the overall talent and the overall depth at quarterback is actually elevated from last year. Clearly, it was the end of Ben's career. We were not seeing the the best of Ben Roethlisberger. I think they'll be better at quarterback with Najee Harris at running back in that defense, one of the top defenses in the AFC. I think this could be a sneaky good team in 2022. Well, when you look at the total, right, seven and a half, that would make the argument that if they do go under that, they'll be seven and ten, and to your point, under uh, 500, which Tomlin has failed to to really do during much of his tenure there, right? At the end of the day, though, if they can get over the seven and a half, and they can maybe get to 10, 11, and wins, with Trubisky at the helm, that is a, a basically a veteran quarterback making uh, another year. He's got He's got a different landscape. He has a new team. Team around him last year was a one-year deal backing up Josh Allen. If he can make some uh, strides in terms of where he was a couple of years ago under Matt Nagy, maybe this team can make a run in the playoffs. Now, I think the bigger concern for me isn't so much the offense. It is the front seven. Now that, you know, even though they solidify the secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick and T.J. Watt is there and you have Cam Hayward, when you allow five yards per carry to ele- mm-hmm. opposing offenses, there is a cause of concern. Can they get by with just a mediocre defense? Or does this defense really need to bounce back to where we saw maybe four or five years ago under Tomlin where they were an elite top 10, top 15 defense and they grinded out wins by maybe just you know running the football and working off a of play action? I think it's the latter, Joe. You bring up such a good point. It, it was so, uh, it was so non-Steelers. It was so non-Tomlin to allow five yards a carry a year ago. I, I think the addition of Miles Jack really helps. I, I think those types of versatile run defenders. We started with Minka. Minka can do a lot in terms of coverage and run defense. Same with Miles Jack. They just they have to be better at the point of attack defending the run can, can they win if the if the defense is average or even just good I don't think so I, I think this is going to be a defensive driven team so the defense has to be better has to be exceptional this fall uh, and, and I expect them to be better than they were last year I, I think now that you have you know the the ground and pound option with with Najee Harris Benny Snell to a lesser extent and yeah I I think this passing game could surprise. I mean, I, I like the targets, whether it's Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, and I think it'll be Mitch, and I and I think it should be because of the fact that, you know, he's he has started 50 games in the NFL, is a big edge over Kenny Pickett. Kenny might have a bright future, um, but it's going to take a little bit of time, and, and I, I think there's some underrated targets. Two most recently from the NFL draft, Calvin Austin and George Pickens, I think they both have bright futures. Uh, immediately in the rookie season. Well, Trubisky, I took in a parlay. I put together uh, a crazy parlay, mixing and matching college football and pro football. I even threw in Aaron Judge uh, to win the MVP. But Trubisky (laughs) at minus 172 to start week number one, barring any major injury, I think is a pretty good bet. I understand it's almost two to one in that regard, but I can't see the Steelers relying on a rookie to start the year. I think we give it the month of September right into maybe the fifth or sixth 
sixth week if they're one in five, one in one in four, one in one in six in that regard, then you could hand over uh, the reins to Kenny Pickett. Even two and four for that matter. You're not going anywhere. There's some better teams in the conference like Baltimore, Cincinnati. We don't know where we're going to get right now out of Cleveland. So uh, I think that's a pretty good bet right now. Now. If there is an injury, do they turn to Mason Rudolph? The reason why I bring that up is 25 to 1 on FanDuel right now to start week number one. So that could be another area to go. Or does Tomlin just say if if Trubisky, let's say, does get nicked up, uh, we'll go with Kenny Pickett, the rookie, at plus 134. That's something to see and play out during, during training camp. Plus 280 right now, Rich, to make the playoffs. I know they backed in basically last year because of that Las Vegas LA game at the end of the regular season. I don't know if they have enough in the tank, though. I'm still not sold on the defense. I would say no to the playoffs this year. You're saying yes at plus 280? Yeah, listen, I I, I don't know if I it would be one of my top uh, futures picks. Uh, yeah, but I mean, gun to my head, I, I would take yes. I, I, I think this is an underrated team. I, I, I think Again, Tomlin, I think, likes his offensive talent better than he had last year where it was a hamstring. I, 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 the defense should be better this year. The big question mark for me is the offensive line. So it's still a bit of a question mark. I don't think it's it's a, a fortress up front, which is another reason why I expect Mitch Trubisky to start week one. I don't know if you want to put Kenny Pickett, a rookie, uh, behind that offensive line. But, yeah, with everybody looking at Baltimore, and I love Baltimore, with everyone talking about Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati, uh, you know, Know, damn near winning a Super Bowl last year. I think everybody's sleeping on Pittsburgh. I think they sneak into a wild card. Yeah, that could be uh, something to take a look at. The other team, and I want to break it down in terms of the conference and we could get back into it after break, is is the Tennessee Titans because I feel like all the love right now going towards Matt Ryan in terms mm-hmm. of his new team with Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor's there, Carson Wentz they shipped out. I still believe that the Tennessee Titans have value even though A.J. Brown is not in that a lineup this year. They do have Traylon Burks. Derrick Henry comes back, but, you know, Tennessee, the number one seed last year, not getting any respect as we as we enter training camp here in June. It's a fair point. I mean, I'm I'm a little more bearish on Tennessee. I count me in the camp that's that's kind of high on Indianapolis. That might not make you happy, Joe, but I I like the off season they've had. I, I think it's a major upgrade from Carson Wentz uh, to Matt Ryan, not just in terms of pure physical ability, but just what he brings to to the locker room. I think he's going to be a, a major upgrade from Carson Wentz. And yeah, you know, maybe I'm overstating the the AJ Brown trade, but I I, I do think it's going to be. Uh, I think there's going to be a void in the offense and a ton of pressure on Traylon Burks. Could he be A.J. Brown 2.0 in his rookie season? Uh, Time will tell. And when we come back, we'll break down the AFC South in deeper detail. The Colts right now on FanDuel, minus 105. Tennessee, plus 145. Keep it where it is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. 
For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonella. All right, continuing the conversation, left off talking about Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. Also discussed in brief, Ryan, uh, Matt Ryan, excuse me, in Indianapolis. Right now, they are the front runners to win the AFC South, minus 105 on FanDuel, followed by the Titans at plus 145, Jacksonville at 7 to 1, and then Houston with new head coach Lovey Smith and Davis Mills, a long shot at 26 to 1. I think they have absolutely no idea. Identity. Don't even throw your money down on the Houston Texans, even though they have three first-round selections here uh, from Cleveland getting Deshaun Watson, but absolutely in a major rebuild right now. But I want to go back to Tennessee right now because – I look at Tennessee, and I look at their defense last year, Rich. They had three players that did have eight or more sacks. That front seven over a period of time shut down Pat Mahomes, went toe-to-toe with Josh Allen. They knocked off Matt Stafford and the Super Bowl champs in their building, I want to say in an October Sunday night battle. So they did step up in the middle part of the season. That's why Mike Vrabel and, and the Titans did get the number one seed. Ryan Tannehill just had a pitiful performance in that game against Joe Burrow cost his team uh, a a playoff win and more importantly an opportunity to maybe contend for a Super Bowl but now when you look at this foundation Derrick Henry comes back Tannehill love him or hate him you can't say he's not as good as some of the other quarterbacks not just in the division and Matt Ryan but in the AFC that can maybe make some noise as long as they can run the football consistently but it is the front seven that I think actually can carry this team to a championship appearance I mean I like what Vrabel has done it's not flashy. It's similar to what Bilicek has done in, in New England during his tenure and his days there over the past 20 years. Is there any way Vrabel can get this team maybe back to a divisional championship type of game? Well, I, l- listen, I, I don't see why not. It's funny. We, we talked earlier about the Steelers, as, and as we break down uh, the Titans, I, I think there are a lot of similarities. Great coach, uh, terrific defense, ability to get to the quarterback, um, 
focus offensively on a power running game, ironically led by Alabama running backs, Najee Harris and, and Derrick Henry, former Alabama running backs. So there are some similarities. And, you know, the one thing I could say about the Titans compared to the Steelers, Steelers have a, a rough road and a lot of talent within the North. Not really the case in the South. I mean, this is a this is a two-team race, barring a shocking uh, surprise from, from Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence uh, in Jacksonville, which which I don't expect. I don't think you expect. It really comes down to the to the Titans and the Colts. And my biggest concern is and and listen, Ryan Tannehill's you know his second act has been solid. He's he's a good quality veteran quarterback, but. I think the loss of A.J. Brown is going to hurt him. I think it just makes it that much easier for defenses to focus on one guy, to focus on number 22. Can we stop Derrick Henry as tough as that is? Everyone is just going to pile uh, defenders into the box in order to stop Derrick Henry and you know I listen Traylon Burks was was an outstanding receiver at Arkansas I think in time he could be A.J. Brown 2.0 but in the meantime I mean who are the targets that Tannehill can count on Nick Westbrook Robert Woods uh, Kyle Phillips I mean there's just not a lot that really excites me in terms of a playmaker that can that can stretch a defense so it's a lot of pressure on the rookie wide receiver and for that reason more than anything else I think they slipped behind the Colts this year. I mean, the market is considerably in favor of Indianapolis right now. I mean, forget the the minus 105 to win the division. When you look at 10-plus wins here on FanDuel, okay, they are minus 160, the the Colts are, to win just 10 games this year. Tennessee plus 120. I love that. I mean, for me – as long as Derrick Henry's healthy in that in that lineup, I think they can wear down teams. They're, it might not be flashy. It might not be beautiful. But it could be ugly. And with that defense, as long as they don't turn the football over, they could get to 10 wins this year. I would much rather buy into Derrick Henry and that front seven that I, I believe is going to be more consistent than the Colts. I mean, they lose Eberflus to to Chicago, right? The defense didn't step up in two critical games last year uh, for uh, Frank Reich and the crew. They had a game where Derek Carr lit them up. They lost that ball game with a potential to go to the playoffs. At home, they lose by three. And then they're 15.5-point favorites on the road to Trevor Lawrence and a terrible Jacksonville offense. And they lose that ball game by double digits. That's unacceptable. So, Mm. I understand the offense got better with Matt Ryan, but I have more concerns about Indianapolis's defense than I do Tennessee, and that's why I would be willing to back the plus 120 in terms of 10-plus wins this year. Yeah, and to your point, too, in terms of the defensive concerns, Joe, for the Colts, you know, Darius Leonard, uh, off-season surgery, I, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be ready for the opener, but uh, certainly can't have Darius Leonard at anything less than 100% at this point. Um you know, a kid that I'm looking for a, a big second year is is Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay is a kid out of Michigan who, you know, uh, didn't really have the big numbers. Uh, you know, looked good on tape, but it didn't always equate into production. I, I think he could have a breakout second season for that defense. And you know, Jonathan Taylor now combined Jonathan Taylor as good as he was last year uh, in the running game for the Colts. Yeah, now that you have a veteran quarterback, somebody who can legitimately 
ignite a passing attack like Matt Ryan, I, I think that makes Jonathan Taylor better as well. Maybe there's a little too much juice just in terms of the attention that Matt Ryan is getting and people are sleeping on the Titans. You might very well be right. Uh, but this is going to be a fun race to see who wins the AFC South this year. I'm going to throw a Super Bowl forecast at you that FanDuel has, okay? They have the the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. You want to take a bet on that? It's 110 plus 11,000 right now mm. on FanDuel. On a $100 bet, you win 11K. Indianapolis to beat Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Would you take a shot, just a, a little nibble on that? Now, I don't know if Green Bay is going to be the best team in the NFC. They are the best team in the division on paper, even without Devontae Adams. But can Indianapolis get there and challenge some of the better teams in the AFC with Pittman, with Taylor, and with an aging Matt Ryan? With that mm. offensive line running the football, even though there's not a pure number one, although Pittman hopes to be that guy, can they get there with status quo entering the season? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm capping it at, at AFC South champ, Joe. I, I can't go further, especially in the better half of the NFL. In the AFC where, you know, you've got the Bills, you've got that jam-packed AFC North, you've got the best division in football with the AFC uh, West, uh, Kansas City, Chargers, Broncos with, with Russ now behind center, uh, Raiders. Now, I mean, I, I can't go that far. It, that that seems like a like a hail mary. I, I like the Colts to win the South, but that's about uh, that's where I put up the stop sign. You want to go back to the days of Jeff Fisher, Eddie George, and the crew with McNair? You could have a rematch of the uh, Los Angeles Rams to beat the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl. Mm. That would be back to back for Matt Stafford and Aaron Donald, a hundred and forty to one plus fourteen thousand on Fanduel. You want to take the flip side, in which I believe Tennessee maybe can make some noise in the playoffs as long as Derrick Henry is is healthy. It's 130 to 1 to have it flipped. Titans to beat the LA Rams in the Super Bowl. I don't know. Do we, I mean, you know, for me, I think I would take a shot for the, for the over 10 for Tennessee at plus 120. I like them plus 145 to win uh obviously the division, and I might take a shot at 13 to 1 to mm -hmm. win the AFC. It's not bad considering they were the number 1 seed last year. Yeah, and listen, their path to get to the playoffs is it's not as easy as the Bills. Bills have an easier path, but but at least you're not the North and the West. At least you don't have to go through that gauntlet uh, just to win a division. You, you basically got to beat one team out. You, you you beat out the Colts and and you're in the playoffs. Um, so that's that's not a bad road. You, you're probably looking at. I mean, does Jacksonville beat either? Houston, I'm sorry, does Jacksonville beat either Tennessee or Indianapolis this year, or, or do the Colts and the Titans sweep those games against the Texans and the Jaguars? You would think that Jacksonville would lose all four of those games, but Jacksonville covered both games against the Colts and beat them outright. And I understand that was what Wentz, that was last year, this is Matt Ryan, He's a veteran, Taylor. That offensive line is a little bit better, but there's no guarantee that the defense steps up. And now you have Doug Peterson. I could see Jacksonville 
maybe winning one of those games mm-hmm. uh, against you know you know two against the Titans, two against the Colts. Maybe they go one and three. Nab a home game. Yeah, nab a home game. That's not saying much, but at the end of the day, I could still see them stealing. I don't put it this way. I don't think Indianapolis is a dominant elite team on paper the way I feel about the Buffalo Bills. I just think the Bills have everything in front of them this year. If they don't get there, it's a major disappointment because everything lines up. The division, even though Tyreek Hill's there for Miami. There's significant question marks at the quarterback position. Love him or hate him, which I, 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 I'm, I'm not sold on Tua, and I, I don't. He hasn't shown me enough from a leadership perspective that he can carry this team. Obviously, in terms of what Josh Allen did last year, so everything lines up for for Buffalo to take the prize, in my opinion. Would be great for the Bills fans, man. They, they have suffered long enough. I think uh, even if you're not a Bills fan, I think that's a fun storyline to watch this year. When we come back, we'll be breaking down college football odds. Joe Lisi and Ritz Sermonello right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonella. All right, back on Football Full Circle, final segment of the show. We'll make the transition to the college game. We'll talk about the Big 12 uh, conference odds right now on FanDuel because I really feel that this could be one of the conferences that really goes down to the wire. Last year, we saw that regular regular season finale in Stillwater between Spencer Sanders and Caleb Williams. Oklahoma State got the win, got the cover over Lincoln Riley and the crew. Riley and Caleb Williams move on to USC. And here comes Brett Venables, Dylan Gabriel, and the crew. Marvin Mims does return. Oklahoma right now the favorites on FanDuel at 2-1. to one, Followed by Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns, plus 250. Oklahoma State at 6-1 to one, and Baylor at 6-1. to one. Keep in mind that Oklahoma State lost to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game. Dave Aranda and the crew are right there in the mix in terms of JUCO talent. And more importantly, a, a solid quarterback in Blake Shaw. 
happen. There's some other quarterbacks in the division too, Rich, that can maybe make some noise. Adrian Martinez transfers from Nebraska to Kansas State. You have JT Daniels that transfers from Georgia to Neil Brown in Morgantown in West Virginia, taking over for Jared Dagan. How about Donovan Smith and mm-hmm. Sir Roderick Thompson with new head coach Joey McGuire? I must admit it, 60-1. to I think they're alive to potentially not only get over their five-and-a-half wins, but if they catch it just right, they might be live coming into the second half of the season as a, a dark horse to potentially win the Big 12 this year. Yeah, I, I think people are going to know, Joe, the names uh, Joey McGuire, Donovan Smith, maybe even Tyler Shuck, who is competing with Donovan Smith for that starting quarterback job. Joey McGuire's offense uh, in Lubbock is going to be reminiscent not of the Matt Wells uh, Texas Tech. It's going to be more of the Mike Leach Texas Tech. It's going to be wide open. Uh, there's going to be a lot of passing. There's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be a lot of innovation. So it's going to be fun. Um, this year might be a bit of a struggle. A quarterback play is going to be outstanding. Whoever wins that job between Shuck and Donovan Smith, uh, I think we'll put up big numbers this year. But the receiving core is very thin. You're going to have some young kids, some transfers who are going to have to step up. So Texas Tech might be a year away. This conference, though, I think is going to be wide open, much like it was last year. The days of, for for the short period of time that we're going to have Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12, I, I don't think it's going to be Oklahoma and Texas dominating this conference. Baylor showed that last year. Oklahoma State showed that last year. I think Chris Kleiman in Kansas State could be a bit of a surprise uh, with Deuce Vaughn uh, uh being the catalyst for that offense. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wide open, and it's going to be another year where we wonder, is is Texas back? Joe, I think they'll be back offensively, but uh, the defense is the big concern for me in uh, in Austin. Yeah, pathetic. I mean, they allowed well over 170 rushing yards to opposing offenses. Five games last year, they got absolutely trounced in terms of the ground game. Uh, teams were able. Kennedy Brooks, I said it, is still running in terms of Dallas in that ball game. I mean, uh, th- the way they lost in the second half uh, to the Oklahoma Sooners and that offensive line and Caleb Williams in in terms of providing that spark, guys weren't tackling. They just sold out, you know. And at the end of the day, that. That was that has been the mark of Texas, and and say what you want about Tom Herman. I understand he wasn't able to elevate the program to elite levels, but you still won four ball games. You still got to nine and three. You still were somewhat competitive. To lose the games that Steve Sarkeesian lost last year, the Oklahoma game. Okay, it's a rivalry game, but then you lose to Kansas on a two-point conversion. They were bashing Charlie Strong four or five years ago for that loss. Well. He did that in year number one, right? Yeah, I mean, the only team they beat down the stretch in terms of the Big 12 was Kansas State, the last regular season game of the year. I, I mean, they lose on the road to Morgantown. They lost and got abused by a physical blue-collar team in Matt Campbell and Iowa State. Not elite. Iowa State was only 7-6 and six last year. Got pounced by Dave Aranda and that Baylor team. So when we look at Quinn Ewers, when we look at Xavier Worthy and B. John Robinson, yeah, the expectation is there, but until you see it, right, Rich? I mean, are, are we supposed to believe that Quinn Ewers is just going to hit the ground running with no growing pains, or does he go to Hudson Card for that Week 2 matchup mm-hmm. against Alabama? Because if it's me, 
I, if, if you paid this kid or gave him NIL money and he took it at Columbus and ran to Texas because the money was greater, you start him, but he better show me something against uh, Anderson and the crew in that defense. Week number two. Yeah, you know, I, I listen. I think it'll be Quinn yours for people who don't know. Began his career at Ohio State, five star, elite recruit, and and then suddenly after one year, you know, seeing that C.J. Stroud's going to be the guy uh, for another season this year, he decides to transfer to Texas. Hudson Card was the starter for Steve Sarkeesian at the beginning of last year, so he's a talented quarterback as well, and and has been battling uh, yours all off season. Whoever gets the ball is going to have access to one of the top receiving cores in the entire country. Uh, you mentioned Xavier Worthy, freshman All-American, one of the top true freshmen in the country last year. Uh, they get Isaiah Nayor from, from Wyoming. Big play, big play threat, uh, deep ball threat for whoever is uh, playing quarterback. You, you get Ajayi Hall from Alabama. You get Jaleel Billingsley, the tight end from Alabama. So there, and, and you have Bijan in the backfield, so he has to be respected. I think that offense with Sark at the controls is going to be outstanding uh, and the team in general will be improved but again I go to the defense and looking up and down uh, just not a lot of talent I mean this is a second tier Big 12 defense right now and and that's saying something because the Big 12 is not loaded with great defenses which is why Baylor and Oklahoma State wound up in the in the Big 12 title game those were the two teams that consistently did play defense last year and it paid off so listen Joe uh, if you're Texas and you're looking for a conference title, you better scoop it up soon because in a couple of years when they get to the SEC, considering the struggles they've had in the Big 12, a far less conference, if you can't win a conference when you're in the Big 12, you're not winning one in the SEC. And so you better capture one now because if you don't, it's going to be a long time before you, uh, you wear a crown. Uh, totally agree. They, they averaged 35.2 points per game last year. That ranked 18th in the nation, right? I talked about that front seven. They actually allowed 201 rushing yards to opposing offenses. That ranked 114th in the country. When you look at this schedule right now, okay, winnable games, obviously week one, Terry Bowden and UL Monroe, they should win that by 35. Week two, Bama, they're already 15-point underdogs at home. That's a loss. We'll just give them the loss there. If they step up up and surprise. We could have that conversation on September 11th. UTSA then follows on the road at Texas Tech. They own Tech each and every year, but sometimes Tech does step up, so we'll see. West Virginia, then you get, then here it is, Rich. This, this makes or breaks their season. Oklahoma, Iowa State, at Oak State, mm -hmm. they go through there, let's just say one and two, maybe one and two. Then they have to go on the road in back-to-back -back games at Oak State, at K-State, yep. and then they end the regular season at home against Baylor. Not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. And I'll tell you this. If he goes 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, you think they're going to want Sark leading this team into the SEC in a couple of years? I mean, at what, at what point is the breaking point? Because you ran Herman out of there, and I'm not saying he was a great head coach, but they had their sights set on bigger and better, right? It was to win a Big 12 championship. It was to knock off Oklahoma. It was to, get, it was to show that Texas is back. Remember, Sam Ellinger, we're back. No, you're not, yeah. because you got abused last year. So, okay, we gave him a pass in year one, Year two, 
you got to get over seven, eight, right? I mean, that's that's expectations right now. Seven, eight wins. The conference is there for the taking. Yeah, it's got to be at least seven or eight wins in year two for Sark. And, you know, the, the conference is there for the taking. Oklahoma is not, you know, Bob Stoops, Oklahoma. This is not Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma. They'll be formidable. Uh, they'll be talented. But you have a first-year coach. You have a new quarterback. And I think Dylan Gabriel, the UCF transfer, will be fine. But the Sooners lost a lot of talent to the transfer portal, not just Caleb Williams, not just Mario Williams. They lost a lot to the NFL. They lost a lot through the transfer portal. This is, this is the weakest Oklahoma team I have seen in a number of years entering a season. So this is the year for Texas. If they want to step up, finally win a Big 12 title, this would be the year to do it. And I'm going to throw a name out there just for some interesting debate and some entertainment value. I know how things ended in Jacksonville, but I also know how highly considered as a college coach Urban Meyer is. And if he comes back to the sidelines, it would be college. And if he comes back to the sideline, it is going to be a major program. It would not shock me if this is another five and seven, six and six type of a year. Getting closer to entry into the SEC, I think it's 2024, would not shock me if the uh, the Texas brass is starting to kick the tires of Urban Meyer. You think? Wow. Yes. That yeah, because be... the, because they be, because they would need that caliber of coach, Joe. They they you know it would no longer be the the hot young assistant, the Tom Herman, uh, you know the Steve Sarkeesian going back further, the hot you know defensive minded coach and Charlie Strong. I think they would have to go with a uh, what would be perceived as a home run hire. I'm not sure who else would be out there. Yeah, that's a, it, it, they would need a home run hire to compete in the SEC, right? Venables yep. maybe could get by because he, he built a winner not, not just with Bob Stoops, but obviously with Davo Sweeney and, and getting and winning two national championships over the last seven years. So he knows how to build a winner. If he could do that and build the foundation in Norman, keep that train rolling as they hit the SEC, then, then obviously maybe he can maintain that momentum in 2025 or even 2024 for that matter. A team that we've always been high on because we love the way he coaches, similar to mm-hmm. Matt Rule in his days at Baylor, is Matt Campbell, right? Matt Campbell, a blue-collar coach at Toledo, went on to Iowa State, had great success in the early part of his tenure there. The expectations in the bar was set in names. He had Brock Purdy, he had Brees Hall, and they limped to a 7-6 and six overall record. But Xavier Hutchinson is there. There's a foundation. I'm not saying elite, Rich, but at 18-1, to one, to potentially steal the the Big 12 this year, if we do feel it's up for grabs, right, and we're not sold on, let's say, the front runners, Oklahoma and Texas, this would be the type of year that Matt Rule surprises, right, when the expectations are off, there's no pressure, and with a blue-collar team, maybe he could steal the conference this season. Joe, I, you know I love the way your your mind works. You have a beautiful football mind, and, and this is just another example of it. I, I, I think this is, this is prime Matt Campbell-type 
territory. You know, the last couple of years, expectations were very high. Last year, they were sky high with all of that talent returning. What did they do? They finished seven and six. Major disappointment. Matt Campbell, and we do love Matt Campbell for good reason. Matt Campbell is the kind of coach that does his best work when the expectations are a little bit lower. And the expectations uh, this year in Ames are very low because of all the talent that was lost. Brock Purdy, Charlie Kolar, Brees Hall. There's enough talent on defense. And, and keep in mind, the name Hunter Deckers, no career starts at quarterback, but he's a lefty. I think he's actually going to be an upgrade because Brock Purdy was highly inconsistent as the quarterback of the Cyclones over the past couple of seasons. And when we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll also talk maybe a week one matchup right here on the grid. Joe Lisi, Rich Sermonello breaking down the Big 12. Keep it where it is. Coming right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. At Amica Insurance... We know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonella. All right, wrapping up today's show, we left off talking about the Big 12 in Iowa State with Matt Campbell. FanDuel does not have a win total on Iowa State this year, but they do have 10-plus wins for the Cyclones at 16-1, to Rich. Manageable schedule, Southwest, uh, Southeast Missouri State, Iowa, Ohio, Baylor, Kansas, K-State, Texas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, Oak State, Tech and TCU, three tough games, four tough games at 16 to 1. Would you take a shot on Matt Campbell and crack through with a 10 win season? Yeah, in that conference, I would take a flyer. I, I think I'd be more inclined, Joe, to take the over. We talked about it in the last segments. Good spot for Matt Campbell. Uh, everyone's going to be overlooking Iowa State, especially after they disappointed and went just 7-6 and six last year. A lot of veterans off to the NFL. People will be running fleeing the Iowa State ship. I think it's a good time to jump in. I don't have that number either, but what do you think for a season win total? I'm, I'm thinking something like 
five and a half, six and a half would yeah, be the under six over? And a half. I would say, you know, seven tops. I mean, think about it this this way. Last year, I think they were nine, nine and a half with Brees Hall yeah. and Brock Purdy with that with that defense as well, led by Mike Rose. So yep. now when you think about all the attrition, you might get maybe even a five and a half number depending mm-hmm. upon the book. And I'll take I'll take it a step further. When you have Sonny Dykes and TCU that had one of the worst defenses in the Big 12, if not all of FBS last year, and they're 14 to 1 to be potentially a 10 win football team this year with Max Duggan at the helm. I mean, they had a top 25 defense across the board, Iowa State, last year, only allowing 20 and a half points per game. I'll take that any day of the week with Matt Campbell in a bounce-back year in 2022. Yeah, I, I think the, these these conversations are so great in the offseason because for people who don't follow college football, they're, they're going to be off Iowa State, but a lot of it comes down to coaching, and Matt Campbell's one of the best young coaches in all of uh, college football. All right, Rich will be here tomorrow. Ben and I return on Monday. Coming up next, Donnie Rideside and Kevin Walsh. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.